All right, here we are. We're live today with the Designer Show. Welcome, everyone. Dan Bowman here on the line with uh, Mr. Kevin Tranzo, Mr. Renee Space Alien Rabbit Design, and John Schrader. We got to come up with some cool names for everybody else here. Um, <laughs> anyway, a uh, little story behind that, but we'll get into that as as we go forward here. Uh, so, anyway, welcome. And today we're going to talk about. Chief Architect X15. So if you guys haven't um, got that yet, you can go to the Chief Architect website and go into your digital locker and you can download that now. And uh, you can use it for all of your plans. And once you start using it, uh, just be aware if you move a plan in X15, uh, you won't be able to open it in X14. So just be aware of that. All right. We got Doug from Alaska and Good, you guys are logging on. Welcome, welcome. And uh, nice to hear from you guys. Pennsylvania, Hi, Jacob. <clears throat> hey, Jacob, how's that, how's that young man of yours doing, Mr. Jackson? Hey, Jeff, how are you? All right, let's move forward here. So uh, real quickly, uh, if you're on the show page here, let me uh, add that to the stream real quick. So if you're on our show page right now, you'll see down here below the show that Oops, I clicked the wrong button. Um, there's a link here to download the, uh, to, to open the uh, Chief Expert, Chief Expert, Chief Architect X15 update yeah. sheet. And you can also go to the Chief website and they've got a lot of information loaded up here. So you'll be able to go uh, check this out. Um, they always do a really good job of laying out the features, uh, real quick summaries of what the features do. In many, in many cases, it's really self-explanatory. We don't have to spend much time on it. So I would certainly uh, welcome or certainly encourage you to go to this page and just scroll down and check it out. Lots and lots of new features. What do you guys think of X15? How you, how you liking it so far? It's good. Yeah, so far so good. Few, a few little quirks here and there, but um, I think uh, public uh, official release will be really solid. Yeah, the public release was a massive update from beta to, I thought, I mean, they seemed like they fixed a ton of things. They added a few new things uh, and really made a big difference. So, yeah. And, and those of you who are on the public, um, the beta right now, uh, I just saw that they had, they fixed another 300 little problems um, coming up for the official release. So. Only 300, huh? Only 300. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I noticed something this morning. I wonder if they fixed that. Um, I don't remember what it was, but whatever. Okay, so real quick, uh, before uh, we jump into this, uh, if you're on the show page, again, please stroll, scroll down and uh, go ahead and check out this uh, this course coming up. So if you're interested in a, in a process of, improving your branding and improving the process that you go through from, you know, basically your mission statement through um, when you qualify that first lead and go on that first lead. Uh, Julie and I are putting together a course that uh, we're going to really dig into a lot of those areas. It's a 12 month commitment. So we're going to meet once a month, but there'll be a bunch of things going on in between there. So uh, it's going to be a fun course and it's going to be a lot of information. So uh, if you're interested in get on the wait list, we'll let you know as soon as we got more information coming out. So uh, feel free to check that out. All right, thanks. And let's get out of there. So for now, uh, let's get into X15. 
new features. And what I thought we'd do, and I've kind of done this in the past, is just let's just run down that feature list and just kind of go through some of these things. Some of them, are, again, are real simple little things that they've done. Some of them are really big time uh, production boosters. It'll save you a lot of time when we get into things. So we're just gonna run on the list. I don't expect to get through this list today, um, but we will do that next time. However, I just remembered uh, before I get into that, we need to introduce Kevin. All right, Kevin Tranzo is, is muted. No, he's not muted. Kevin Tranzo is our new business business guy. Okay. So yeah, the show's about the, the designer. It's called the designer show. And we talk about chief architect a lot, but we also have guests on from time to time. And we talk about business. We talk about how you can do better in your business, how you can, uh, you know, be a better salesperson. I can market better, all those different things and different apps and softwares that you use in your business. So we want to continue with that. And uh, Kevin has become part of the team and I'm really excited to work with him. And uh, um, so what we're going to do is each show, we're going to do 10 with Kevin. All right. Kevin's going to take a 10 minute segment and talk about shop. He'll pick out a specific topic for that show and he'll give you the highlights of that topic. So I'm, we're hoping that that'll be really helpful for you guys. So we're, we're trying to just up our game here a little bit. So Kevin, I'm going to have you just uh, take a few. We're yep. going to have to come up with a little jingle for that. Ten with Kevin. Do, 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 do. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to work on that one, huh? Maybe a better name, but we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> I, know, I know where we can get a good symbol to use in chief for Kevin. So, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll bring that up. We'll show you guys that the whole library in one of these shows. So uh, fun with Kevin. Ten, fun with Kevin in chief. Oh, I have to work on that one. So, Kevin, let's. Uh, let's I'm going to make you solo layout. And let's have you go ahead and explain, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. And, and I think you, you had a little bit of uh, a little list that you want to discuss of some of the topics you might be talking about in future shows. Yeah. So, Kevin Transu, um, my company is uh, The Art of Design. And that's an evolution that um, came from uh, a couple of decades in the building business, a couple of decades before that in the software business. So um, it's been uh, it's been coming for a long time. But more recently, um, a decade ago, uh, I met Dan and I called Dan for some mentoring to help me with the technical aspects of Chief Architect. And uh, the more we got to know each other, the more we uh, spent time together and attended events together, the more of a mutual understanding and respect we had for our differences. Dan is very, very good at the technical side and, um, and he has respect for me on the business side and what I've been able to do with, uh, with my business over time. That evolution has now moved to a point where I am mentoring others. Um, about a year ago, I made the decision to stop the construction side of my design build business and go all in on helping others, which really is my passion. Um, I love to design and uh, that's always been there, but um, especially um, now I love to help other people to build their design business. So in that and thinking about all the things that might be of interest, um, and really coming out of the summit uh, most recently, if, if you attended the uh, uh, Total Immersion Summit in the Outer Banks, then you 
heard me speak there a few times and you kind of know the gist of it if you haven't and i would strongly encourage you to consider attending the summit in the future because it was an incredible experience um, we covered everything from the technical aspects to the business aspects to specific design interests um you know uh i think you guys have probably heard me say that i think renee is just an absolute wizard at uh at what he does in terms of uh uh, the artistic renderings and symbol creation and all the things that you that you know of, um, and we each had our we each had our strengths. Um, I enjoy talking about the different things that design businesses run into, come up against, and ways to deal with them. The art of design is the name of the company, but I am putting together an entire series dealing with the different things that we might see, like the art of the interview the art of the surprise, the art of the unexpected, um, different things like that that we all come up against. Um, just as recently as this morning, I got a request from um, a generalized request to a group of people that were at the summit about um, a detailed as-built checklist that would help somebody to know that they're getting everything that they can when they go to do uh, an as-built uh, drawing at a job site. So it was fun to deliver that and, uh, and see the appreciation that came out of that. Um, is it's, it's more than just here, go measure this site. There's a lot more involved that people tend to forget unless they've got a way of looking at it and checking things off and, and, uh, and making sure that they didn't miss anything. Some things are obvious. You need the height, the width and the length of a room. I personally seem to have a mental block on height. I tend to forget to get the height unless there's something reminding me. But there's different heights, right? There's the height of the copper. There's the height of the vault. There's the position of the vault. There's the pitch of the vault. There's uh, There are the heights of, of fixed things in the room. There's the height of the windows in general, the doors in general. Do they line up? Do they not line up? There's all kinds of things that are involved in, um, in that. So... Um, it's it's um, it's fun to talk those things through. It's fun to help somebody else understand where they might catch things that they wouldn't otherwise. Uh, and then other things that aren't as obvious, it's fun to help them see those things like, uh, did you remember to measure the firebox? Because chances are it's not moving. Where is it exactly in the room relative to the floor, uh, present from the wall? Where is that? So there are a lot of things that a couple of decades in the design build business uh, have taught me that I'm hoping to pass on to others through this and, uh, and my own website and, and things like that. So um, looking forward to talking to all of you and I'm hoping that, uh, that we can make more contact in the future. Cool. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for being here, Kevin. And we're looking forward to having you on the show as a regular contributor. So it'll be fun. Uh, next show. What I think we have a topic picked out. What was that topic going to be? Uh, well, I know that uh, you and I talked just before the show about a possibility that we should bring up, but there's another as well that uh, I do want to spend some time, concentrated time on, and that's how artificial intelligence is going to affect your business. So okay. I, would like to, I would like to get into that in the near future, especially as hot of a topic as it is. And, uh, and also there was a really interesting concept that came up from the summit about um, it's really built on insecurities and uh, the kind of thing that we 
sometimes keep hidden inside us, which is called the imposter syndrome. It's a feeling of, of uh, that I know that I'm good at what I do, but am I as good as I should be, could be, would be? I feel intimidated yeah. by everything. So we'd like to talk about that too. Yeah, we had a great conversation about that at the summit. So that was really huge. I think a lot of people uh, really got some a lot of it, a lot out of that particular conversation. So um, very very cool, awesome. Well, welcome. And uh, next week that we'll we'll be marketing that uh, the next week next show uh, what you'll be talking about. So you get ten minutes, my Good friend. Minutes. Cool. Thank you. And let's move forward with our X15 list here. So um, let's just start from the top of the list. And there'll be a few things we might skip over at this point, because unless uh, some of the other people here know what they are, I haven't gone through everything yet. So it's just been kind of crazy here. But custom pattern generation, this is really cool, what Chief did with this. So what, what that means is um, whenever you're working on something and you have, you put a pattern in something, okay? So you draw a box and you you open its dialog box and you um, and you want to change the pattern, the fill style. Okay, it's called a pattern. All right, Chief has a library full of patterns that you can choose from. All right, so these are all you know some basic things. Any pat file. So if you're an AutoCAD user, uh, Chief has a thing called pattern pattern files, pat files. So you can look at these different pattern files and choose some of those to put in your plan and then change the scaling of them. Well, what Chief has done is allowed us to create our own pattern files. Pat, well, we're not even creating pat files. We're just creating files within the program. So, so let's say you want to create a pattern full of circles. And I think Renee, I saw you working on some patterns in the background there. Um, this is a little example that Chief gives on, in, in one of their videos, but I'll just throw a few other things in there. So I don't want that to be my repeatable pattern. All right. So what it's going to do is, you know, when I have this in a plan, it'll repeat itself over the surface. It just boom, 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 just like a texture does. So when I select that, you'll have a new icon down here. It looks like this. Okay. It's got the little lines on it with the word CAD and a plus sign. That is used to create a pattern. So when we click on that, you can see what your pattern is going to look like. So I can make this dialog a little bigger. You can see all those CAD items that I drew. You see how they tile themselves over the surface? And I can specify what I want that pattern size to be to start with. So if you're doing a series of blocks or grids or tiles or anything, um, you can specify how big those are. And then you can give it a, a, a name. And then when you click OK, it's going to add it to your library. So now you're going to be in your user library, and you'll have that pattern available that you can put anywhere. So if I want to put a pattern inside that box, all I have to do is click on the pattern and I can spray it into that box. I'll have to turn that. Oops, I sprayed it in the room, not the box. Um, spray it in the box itself. There we go. So now I just sprayed it in that box. So very cool. We can use those patterns anywhere we can use patterns in the program. I could make those part of my wall a bit too. Huh? So if I, if I put a hatch pattern in a wall and I wanted to change the hatch pattern, let's see if I can just pop that right into there. Bam, just like that. So if you want bubbles for your walls, there you go. Very, very cool. Um, and just the ability to click on it and spray it on things, that's really a nice feature too. So that is that. Anything you want to add to that, you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's 
it's really useful if you want to use it to trace an existing texture that you might have to mm -hmm. get the vector lines to line up for your 3D views. Yeah, so you could bring in a photograph of something and trace over it and then take that CAD drawing, the tracing of that, and make it into a pattern that I could see working all day long. So anything you draw can become a pattern now. Yeah, so that's really important for those interior designers and the groups, um, especially the, those of you that have kind of a disconnect between why a, a pattern isn't automatically generated when you create a texture or if you specify a pattern, it's not created. You have to create those patterns yourself, and this is a tool where you can do that. So um, a really important tool for, for designers out there where they're doing tile layouts and they need their elevation views uh, to represent those, you know, grout lines, et cetera, from their texture that they're clipping from the internet. Exactly, exactly. So I've had I've had instances where I could have used this tool to create things. Now we can create them, add them to our pattern, add them to our library, and use them over and over again. So very cool. So so in the pattern creation dialog, you can import a picture and scale your pattern box to the size of that picture and trace over that picture with CAD lines and it yep. will generate a, a repeatable pattern. Yeah. We'll have to get into that a little deeper at one point. Let's just get, hit some of the basics here. So, um, all right. So that's our pattern generation. Got it. And replace fonts. Uh, you know, this is kind of a simple thing um, in chief, but if you have a bunch of text in your, in your plan, that you, you know, you've added notes all over the place. And let's see, what am I doing here? Oh, I'm in the wrong, in the wrong view. Okay, so you're adding text, and then you want to replace that text in your plan with something else. Um, let's see, where was that one? I don't even remember. Uh, do you remember where that is? So I don't have to select the text, do I? Um, I had this before, but now I don't remember. It was in the toolbars. Uh, it was in the toolbars. What does that mean? Well, it was in the bottom row, the, the default toolbar that was. Oh, yeah. Okay. In the edit tools. Um, but what do I have to click on to get to it? All right. Let's get by that one. We'll come back to that one next time. We're going to run into this too, because again, um, uh, I haven't researched every little feature in the program. I haven't used every feature in the program. So until you do that, sometimes you just don't know. Um, dialogue try, size. Try, try edit, replace fonts. Edit, replace fonts. Oh, there you go. I knew it was there somewhere. That's where it was. <clears throat> edit and replace fonts. So it's been added to the edit dialogue. And I see there's a little icon there. So I wish they'd have it in the text, you know, category. Would, wouldn't that make a little more sense? Yeah. To put it under That's the text. That's where we've tools? been going for text. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, well. Uh, at least it's there. So now any font that is Arial or Chief Blueprint, I could replace this with something else. So if I want to replace all that with the Acme font, I could do that and all of those fonts would change now. So very straightforward, very simple. That's not changing it in our defaults. If you wanted to change the text in your default, in your template, you would go here to um, your text uh, icon, your text items, you go to your text styles, and this is where you would replace the text that you use as a default text for everything. So you could hit, you know, select all, and you could then edit and change the text here. And look that looks like it changed it in the defaults. So 
that'd be an easy way to change the defaults for certain kinds of text. Um, here that was a rich text. I wonder, did it change it for the, um, let's see, did it change it for the plain text? No, that would be plain text. Rich text would be different. If I edit that, yeah, it changed it everywhere. So it is pretty, it is universal. So that's pretty cool. Um, edit, textile, Acme font. So that makes it pretty darn easy. I get that question a lot. How do I change the text in my plan, in my template? So there you go, it's under the edit toolbar. I guess that makes sense. You're editing something in your plan. You could hit find and replace text too. All right. Um, thanks, John. Well, it was Jacob, actually. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, you guys. All right. Dialogue size and position reference. If you guys aren't using this one, uh, you really should. This is really a nice feature. And they've just enhanced it a little bit in the program. So when you go to your uh, preferences, so you go up to preferences here, and you click on your that, and you go into your preferences, and you go to your uh, under general, and it's right here, dialogue size and position. So under general. So you want to check this in. All right. And you want, so whenever you, so if you're working on your, your rooms and you always go into the structure tab and right now you open it and you have to go click on the structure tab every single time you open a room dialog. Um, what this does is you can tell it to always open to that last save panel. And then you can say in this session or always. So you'd set your preferences to always for all of those. And that way, whenever you open up a dialog, so if I go in here and I go into a room and I go to my structure tab, then I click OK and close that. And then I go to a different room and open the, the, that dialog. It's going to open at the last place I was at. And it will remember the size of the, uh, the dialog that I'd opened. So nice feature. I like that one. That one's been there a while. So they just enhanced it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Don't know why, but um, it, that's what it is. All right. Uh, customized toolbar for dashboard view. Anybody know what that means? I didn't get a chance to look that one up. We're going to have to figure that one out. Uh, what'd you say? Customize toolbars for dashboard. Oh yeah. You can, um, you can make custom toolbars. If you, if your preferences are set so that uh, chief opens up to your dashboard view, or if your preferences are set that if you close all your plan views, you go to dashboard view, you can have a custom toolbar set for that. I still don't know why. <laughs> all right. We'll come back to that one. Once yeah. we figure out the why uh, there's gotta be a reason why. Otherwise, they wouldn't have added it, we, we would think, anyway. Uh, Multi-select time tracker log. I know, John, you were pretty excited about this one. Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty nice for being able to figure out how many hours you've been putting into stuff on what day. Yeah, so when you click on this icon right here when you've been working on a plan, oops, um, this allows you to this. Get my cursor in the right place. This, this icon right here allows you to look at how much time you've got into a project. So I won't have much time in this one because I just opened it. But what you could do now is you can group select individual items, which you couldn't do before. Okay, so now I could just and delete it, those or I could add a note to this. And um, it changes the total down at the bottom according to what you have selected. Oh, okay, total duration. So there's- That's the part I was really excited about. This is what I have selected right now then? Yep. Okay, so that makes sense. So if I, let's go back into that real quick. So if I click on one, 957, that's what it says right there. All right, so that's what it's doing. So if I click on a couple of them, 
So now we can do that. So now you could, can we sort by user by, uh, by column uh, here? Let's see. Um, so if I do that, no, we still can't sort by column. That would really make a big difference too. Because you could sort by user to see how much someone has, uh, how much time someone has in a project. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is well, this is a good start. This is, is a really a, good start, though. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Um, yep. Uh, what I, again? What I always do is I export. Oh, you can even just export selected. That's new. Um, so you would have to select all to export your whole list then. So that'd be a little bit different. So then I would export that to a uh, text file. Then I open that in my spreadsheet and then I would manipulate it from there. I do that almost every project that I work on. That's how I'm checking my time that I put in on the project. So keep in mind that the time tracker stops working after whatever time you have specified in preferences under time tracker. So right now, after five minutes, if you haven't worked on this plan, you're off doing something else, it'll stop counting that time. So if you're on the phone talking to a supplier about uh, some materials for this project that you're working on, it's not going to count that time anymore. So keep that in mind. And uh, so that's a big deal. But um, you, you know, overall, it's pretty good. Can you address this, this here? When I choose to edit color, fill, line, whatever, the actual color selected window pops open on some other monitor. Uh, reset your open. windows in edit preferences. Um, you talking about this one, Renee? The under general, this one? Um, no, in reset options. Under where? <laughs> uh, the, the bottom panel. Oh, on the bottom, okay. Yeah, he's got to reset his um, message boxes or dialogue sizes uh, if he wants that to start popping up on the correct window. Okay. I know what used to happen with, with uh, Windows, and I haven't looked at this for a long time, but depending on which of your displays were marked as the number one display or the main display and which your other displays were a different number. If I would open chief on a different display, it would always open up on the main display. Um, but once I moved the thing, it would stay there. But you're saying if we hit the, this, it'll reset that. Um, yeah. So this one, you know, which one are we talking about here? I don't remember if that particular one is, um, your dialogue sizes or your message boxes? Well, mess wouldn't message boxes be like an error message or something that pops I, up? I think or, it's dialogue sizes. Yeah, I think that's two. Yeah. Um, so you might try that. Try that, Mike, see if that takes care of it. Um, hmm. Other than that, go to, go to your display settings. And what you might try doing is seeing if you can rearrange your displays to like for this to be number look at one. that wildness what do you got then, going over there <laughs> yeah i have three monitors and they're all different sizes so for the display that you're looking at right now i run it uh, 1920 by 1080. um and, and then you got a monitor in your lap is that what's going on <laughs> well this one is the uh this one is the uh, um my i run that at 4k and then this one is my little portable laptop monitor that I use when I do these these uh, uh, live streams, and I just keep extra stuff on that monitor. I don't use that one all the time, but these are both these are both set to 1920 by 1080. So, and I do that because then 
when I'm talking to my clients, they can see the screen a lot better. So if I, if I use this screen, then everything's really small. But anyway, try try moving those around and see. You might even just try hooking the cables into different ports, and sometimes it'll switch those, um, the, whatever's the number one monitor. But anyway. Here's a question about the time tracker, quick. Yeah. Uh, on the time tracker, how do you separate the layout and plan time? Um, go I ahead got and an answer for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would encourage anybody if they if they really want an accurate time tracking to associate a plan with a layout from the start of their project and always open up their layout and then open up their plan through their layout. That way the layout will capture all time. So right away, the first thing you do is open a layout and you might have your template already set up to do this already and you put a plan view on it. So take the first thing you draw and send that to the layout and then make sure you leave your layout open while you're working on the plan. Yeah, to, to answer Marnie here, they are not separated. You get some overlap if you're um, opening them at different times. Okay. So now when I look at my time tracker from the layout page, I'm not on the layout page. Let's get to the, oh yeah, I'm on the layout page. Um, so now when I look at my time tracker here, I've only got the time that I've had the layout open. <clears throat> but if I would have done this right away and now I'm still working on my plan, my layout's still open along with the plan and it's going to record that time. The other thing to be aware of too is if you have, you know, different plans open, all right? So you got plan A, B, C, D open. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be tracking time on all three of those at once. So if you're working majority of your time on plan A, when you go look at plan D and you look at the time tracker, it's going to be adding the time that it's been open on this tab. Is that right? Am I explaining that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you're using the time tracker, don't open other plans unless you're working on them. Re reset dialog worked. All right, cool. All right. This next one's my favorite. This is your favorite. Which my one next one is my favorite, 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 favorite. <laughs> this is the big one that was worth the That's price the of the upgrade. That's the big one. Yes. This is the upgrade right there. Those uh, AutoCAD people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Snapping and elevation views. So this is a big deal because um, in, the, in past versions of Chief, if you did, let's say we did this, uh, we're going to go do the story poll and you wanted to move a story poll setting you want to move that to something you couldn't snap to a lot of things can we still uh, let's get to here all right so why is that not snapping there i mean i'm getting the darn snap point why am i not getting my ability to snap there probably because that's turned off but you can snap to things now that is a big deal it's just yeah. like working in a CAD detail now. Like, for like a big example of that would be, you know, doing a shaped, some shaped windows that need to, to you know, line up with something. You can. Yeah. Or working, uh, or working in an elevation on, you want to add some detail to a gable end. Yeah. Uh, never, you could never snap to gable ends before. Yeah. So um, now we can. With, 
not only in elevation in any view now any camera view so we got a bunch of additional snaps in 3d which makes it a lot easier to work in 3d as well oh okay cool um so when i go to so does that mean we're getting ready to be able to do more things in 3d like add arrows and text boxes to 3d i, I spend maybe 80 percent of my time drawing in 3d as opposed to 2d now yeah, so yeah it's getting close we still can't dimension in 3d no. One of these days. Yeah. One of these days. But yeah, just the ability to snap the things now is it's a big deal. So that yeah, that is a big one. And that's in interior and exterior elevations. So that's why that is such a big deal. Um, I know cabinets have a ton more snaps on them too. So when you're working on a cabinet plan, you can snap to things. You can snap to any part of a cabinet now in the elevation view. I should turn Kevin's banner off, huh? Um <laughs> all right huh i appreciate the plug you're welcome <laughs> uh so that is a nice one uh so apparently that is renee's favorite so uh, <clears throat> controlled point to point move. it's for you somebody's here um control point to point move so what that means and what i could gather from the explanation is that when you want to move something when you do a point-to-point -point move right now, you hit the point-to-point -point move and you grab something and you move it, it moves freely. But if you hold your shift key down, then it's gonna snap at the available snaps in your program, just like kind of drawing any kind of a CAD line. So it's, yeah. it's, it's gonna control those snaps more. Am I describing it, it that It moves right? it along your angle snaps. Yeah, so I could move right. it along an angle snap, exactly. So if I want to move that at a 45 degree, I could do that. And move it like that so so that's what that means but you got to hold your shift key down is that all that one's all about yeah nothing more nothing less it's not some magical one that does some um, we'll come back to that one display coordinate axis because that's got a really big deal when we're doing our overviews um, add 3d solids to the library browser and again pretty simple thing so when you're working in your plan i mean we're getting more sketchup-ish in our plans. So when we, we're going to do a 3D object and we're going to shape that object to something else, which you could do now. So see how I can click and, and mold this into something different in this view. So if I click on this face here, I could put a break in it and I could break that. So we could do that. Now, once you create those shapes, you can now add that to your library. Okay, convert. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Add to library. Add, add to library. Add to library. Six this one. one right here. Yep, there you go. Yep. So I can add that as a library object now. There it is. So when I need that again, I can pop it right back in my plan. So I'll show you, you something I gave away last Free Symbol Friday. It's okay. In fact, a solid. Um, and it's a, it's a solid that uh, reports the room label. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. So you can drop this solid in and it reports the room label. And what that means is if we pull an elevation camera. Now you can see that room label is showing an elevation. Yeah. And that's oh, just the solid that's saved to the library that reports the room label that it's, and it's uh, reporting the cubic feet or square feet of the room, square foot of the room, the same label that you'd see on the floor plan. Yeah. And okay. I mean, I, you can, you can open this up and, and edit it to whatever you want. You could show cubic feet. If you, you could wanted. add that macro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like that one. All right, you're back on. All right, cool. And, uh, 
there we go. All right, let's get to the next one. If you guys haven't been using the 3D Solid thing, it's really a nice tool. It really works well. Renee, I'm going to let you take over on this one because you had a lot to do with this. I understand. Oh, browser redesign. Yeah. <laughs> Blame me. Yeah, that was you that did that, Renee. <laughs> I, I Thanks, Renee. <laughs> Thanks, Renee. Yeah, Renee. Way to go, bud. Uh, okay. Well, so we could kill a whole show on this, by the way. Well, um, let's not do that. I'll just uh, I'll tell people a couple of things that, that might help them understand how this works um would it be easier to show it on my screen and it's simpler yeah way? and i can direct you absolutely yeah. why don't we do you that? got a better scaling anyways yep. so i i just uh I, I do pull mine out on the screen and i'll i'll leave it like that right now so this yeah. is kind of the first thing i would encourage people to do so um i want you to just type into your search bar type the word type t-y-p-e and you're going to see here that we have a bunch of designations. So symbol type, for instance, and you can pick any of those. Okay. So that adds that as a filtered result, meaning we are only looking for the symbol type of bathtubs. And then within this, you could type something like Kohler. So I don't think I have my libraries loaded in next 15. And there you go. Now you could limit it by either the folder that is named Kohler or the manufacturer that is named Kohler. So we're getting to filtered results very quickly. Now, what happens if we hover over that bathtubs type and click on it um, at the top there, the filtered results? Okay. Yep. When you click on this, it's going to remove that from the filtered results, leaving only Kohler. Okay. On top of this, you can then search text as well. So we're getting filtered results by type, including style palettes. Um, maybe you want to search by, you know, uh, the type of ranges. Maybe you want to search by, you know, materials only. Maybe you want to search a specific folder only. Now, when you um, let's go ahead and uh, close out Kohler. So hover over that and click it, and that removes it as a filter. Let's type in just toilets and hit enter. So we're searching for the text or search attributes that are toilets. Now, if we expand your chief architect bonus catalogs, that's in your folders there. And if you click on one of those folders, now we are adding that as a filtered result. So we're oh. looking for anything with the name toilets that's within the bathroom fixtures. Maybe folder. I don't want that one. I want that one. I don't want yep. that one. So you okay. can change out those specific folders. So this, this part of it's very useful. Now notice that he has clicked on right now. This is filtering through online results as well, which means that if he didn't have this catalog loaded up, he has the He's searching through the online catalogs as well as his local catalogs. Um, yeah, here's the icon for that. This one right here, right? Include wide results. Yep. You got it. Yep. Another thing that's clever so, about the system so is what, we have a back arrow. Let me explain that real quick. So yeah. what, that, what Renee just mentioned is you don't have to have all of Chief's libraries downloaded anymore. You can, when you search for something, it is now searching through all of their online catalogs. Yes, and if you were to click and place something that is not downloaded, it's going to automatically download that catalog. So keep so that. So let's in see which one. Uh, where would I see? Like, no, that's. Do I see anything here? That's. There's a particular icon that shows up in your filtered results when it's an online catalog only. Yeah, I'm not getting any of those. Yeah. So okay. 
That's all right. <laughs> I'm gonna pin, yeah, you got to pin that comment. Funny, <laughs> 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 Alan. <clears throat> what do you say? Um, so go ahead and hit the back arrow. Oh, this is, yeah, <laughs> we influenced him. <laughs> We're social influencers. <laughs> go ahead and hit the yeah, Dan. Go ahead and hit the back arrow there. And that will go through your previous searches. Okay. That's a new feature as well. Yeah. And then let's do a new filtered search. So go ahead and hit the filter plus icon. This one, okay. Yep. And so here's where we can actually designate um, a lot of specifications in our search and save this as a filter. So get into type there in the uh, left-hand lower panel and just select something there. It could be solids, could be maybe cabinets. Would be a good one. Okay. There you go. Backdrops might no be a good backdrops. one. All right. Sure. Now we can click on the new filter and call this backdrops only. So the new filter button to the right. Okay. And press OK. And then click on save all in search. Now keep in mind for the public release, they're probably going to change that to just save that's a little bit confusing but you have to click save all and search in order for that to show up now we've got a backdrop filter but we also still have our old filters of bathroom fixtures and toilets so you're going to click those off so that disappears so now you're adding this filtered results to anything that you might be searching whenever so i want to use that again it'll be click that down arrow there and there so you I go could have a, i could have a list for toilets a list for stoves a list for you know all the different things that i'm looking for for particular projects yeah okay now as you play around with this there's going to be a bunch of use cases where you might be confused about the whole process uh, we probably have to expand on this maybe in another show or something yeah like let's just maybe for public release so, let's just touch on so, the other thing about the layout of the screen now so okay. we'll come we can come back to more of that search filter stuff um Again, it's really cool that you can now you're searching all of Chief Architects libraries all the time if you want to, unless you turn that off, then you're not searching the online stuff. Um, but down here, we've got the, the different icons. So let's explain those. So we've got your filtered results by item with a name and the chief icon. I like this one here where we're you know actually viewing the, the different items in a grid format. Um, this is one. This is uh, no, I've never used that one. Let's search. Let's search for uh, plant choices. And this is going to search. This is going to update all your library catalogs, which you do want to do once in a while, um, because Chief is always updating their libraries. Uh, you get your library preferences, which will just open to that. You can get to the suit preferences as well. Uh, then you've got your uh, folder structure. So search oh, search subfolders. The gear icon is, is where you can turn these different panels on and off. So you might you know, you might click some of these X's here and turn the panels off. Now you don't have your preview panels. So you might want to turn those back on so that you can see what you're looking at. So you could do that by clicking the gear icon and that'll turn those different panels back on. So if you turn all the panels on, going to be looking like this details so you have a lot of windows open okay so if you have this on a different screen and it's full size yeah no big deal then you can see everything really clearly but if you're using it in the, the right hand column over here 
um, sometimes it gets really hard to see things. So, um, so that's a general Renee, You want to add some more things? Anything else? I have a, this? I have a question. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Will you be Will you be able to to search coworkers' users catalogs too? Uh, I'm sorry. Say it again. Would you be able to search a coworker's user catalog? Uh, no, not unless it's submitted oh. to the the whole uh, chief as a catalog. And okay. I've tried that before, and it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with AI, we'll be able to do that um, at some point. Uh, okay. Any other, anybody else got any questions or comments about the library browser? No, we're seeing nothing in the chat on it so far. All right. You guys are through. Okay. I, I really like it. I'm getting, it takes a little getting used to, but uh, so far I'm liking it a lot. It's much more, um, it's much more. In regards to Alan's question about tags, um, I, you got to kind of limit your tags because we don't have any folder organization of tags um, or you're going to be scrolling through tags for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, I prefer the filters. I also just uh, prefer search attributes. And I've been told that we're going to get group um, editing of search attributes in the public release. We're hoping that that's going to happen. So official release, I mean. Cool. Yeah. So they're, they're continually to work, continuing to work on this. It's a pretty big deal. All right, that is it. I do like the the new library browser is going to make finding things a ton easier if you take a few minutes to learn how to use it. I've That's, gotten used to it now, and I find stuff so much faster. Yeah, now. it was frustrating yeah. at first to learn, but now it's way faster. Yeah. Um, so there you go. We talked about searching online for available catalogs. You'll be able to do that through the browser. And when you find a symbol that's not on your computer, Chief will then download that whole library. So if you find a Kohler tub and you don't have Kohler's library on your computer, it will download that, that library. And that's a big library, so that'll take a little bit. Um, update catalogs on demand. So this, uh, I think it shows, does it show something, in, an icon or something, when a catalog needs to be updated? Yes, it does. It's okay, got a so little, um, two yellow arrows that are pointing to, to each other in a circle. Oh, okay. That's what that was. So that was uh, like this one right here, the core yep. catalogs. That means they kind of need to be updated. So, um, so you can right click, I think. I can right click and hit update. And that's the other thing about these catalogs. You can right click on them and do a ton of things mm -hmm. to the items in the catalogs now just by right clicking on them. So that's a big deal. I think the key to that one, though, is that it's telling you it needs to be updated. Yeah. Yep. So it's not forcing you to update it, but it's telling you that, yep, there's an update available. Um, so what you what I just recommend is just every now and then click the uh, update catalog here, this one, and that'll update all the libraries in your in your thing. And, and you can still use the program while it's updating. Updating, at least you always have been. So that's that'll work fine. All right. Um, so that that's a nice feature. Uh, unified symbol specification. What does that mean, Renee? Uh, that's another one of mine um, that they pushed through. was really happy about that. So That's cool. Um, in X14 and prior, we had a separate um, item in your bottom toolbars that was edit symbol. Now that is grouped together with open object. So if I'm, um, I'm going to convert this cabinet to a symbol fixture class, and it's going to give me this dialog box. Um, 
when I open the object. Now we only have open object. We no longer have edit symbol. So open object and edit symbol are now together as one. So if we get into our nice. sizing panel, if I get into my sizing panel and I show advanced controls, these are all of the controls that, that used to live in the edit symbol dialog. So they don't even have, so then they don't even have a separate symbol editing dialog nope, anymore? It's all into one dialog now. So nice. our options panel that used to be in edit symbol is now in open object. And then um, they even added a new feature, which I really like. Um, it helps people understand um, how bounding boxes work. But we've got a bounding box spacing section, which is nice if you want to say um, when we place the toilet, we don't want the bounding box of the toilet to be the size of the geometry of the toilet. We want the bounding box of the toilet to be 30 inches. A bounding so box we, is yeah, when, so that when you, when we you kind of have some bin. What's that? I was going to tell it. So when you group a bunch of items together, like some chairs and a table and stuff, it's going yeah. to create that dotted line around it. That's, yeah. That's called the bounding box. Exactly. So um, so this is really helpful. This is more for advanced users. If, if we ever wanted to do an advanced show on symbol creation, um, we'd be going over this in detail. Okay. Cool. Um, Yeah, so they've put a ton of work into the library, libraries in chief. All right, so we got that one done. Um, group select and edit symbol objects, which is what you were talking about. So we can do that right in the library, right? You can group select. Yeah, well, and group select is great. You can um, grab a bunch of different objects and edit any um, uniformly editable parameters for those that group of objects together. I'm not following you. Um, so you could you could grab a, a light fixture and a piece of furniture and you could set the width of them to be the same at the same time. Oh, okay. Why would I want to do that? There's a couple instances where it makes sense. <laughs> I, I, that was not a good, <laughs> not <that> good <laughs> example of that, but yeah. Uh, okay. You'll know when it shows up. You'll know when it hits you. Like, oh, I wish I could edit this. You would be able to select it where it attaches itself to, like the ceiling or the floor or the wall, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So if I go into a bunch of, well, I can't do it. I have to, I can only edit. I don't know if you can do it from the library. I'd be curious about that. Um, but you could only do it for your user stuff, I would think. Um, you can't edit any of Chief's stuff. So I can group select things here. And I can um, export that library tags, move to a folder, duplicate to No, it doesn't look like I can do that. Maybe I'm not selecting the right kinds of items. So. Wasn't, while we're on that, wasn't there a way to uh, get things into folders easier now, too, instead of scrolling up the whole? Oh, yeah. We didn't even touch that. Um, yeah, you can, um, you can group select a bunch of items and right-click on them. And then it's they uh, in beta two. I think they called it manage folder. Now I think they said it's um, move to folder. Yeah, there you uh, go. Move to folders. Okay, so I could select you know a few things here, and you know I can yeah. group select just like anything else, and move to a fold, move it to a folder, and then which folder. So now I can specify. Oh, that's really nice actually, because yeah, that to is be, very nice. You could copy and paste it, but you couldn't move, uh, move a copy of it to somewhere. So that'd right. be nice. I wonder if when we're creating symbols too, if we can tell it to go to a folder. So if I'm, if uh, I'm no, we cannot. We don't have it, that yet. 
So can't do that. That that would be nice if I could say, you know, make that item here go to such and such folder. That would be really helpful because yes, now then okay. I have to go to my user library and move it to the folder I want to put it in. So, all right, I'm sure that's on your on your wish list. Uh, I would guess. <clears throat> Display light position for adjust light dialog. We're gonna come back to that one when we maybe we talk about some rendering stuff. Um, auto dormers set as default. That again is a pretty safe, pretty simple one. So when you place an auto dormer on your plan somewhere and you've set a bunch of parameters of the auto dormer, um, you now have the save as the save that as your default settings button. That's all that means. So that'll that'll change the default settings. So if I make this, you know, if I were to make this smaller, uh, like making it narrower, I could change the ceiling height, all that kind of good stuff, change the type of roof. Then I could set this as my new default. So as I'm adding new dormers, um, it'll be that kind of dormer. Pretty simple. You, you see that a lot with other things you put in, in your know, cabinets. Anytime you see that icon, that little set as default icon, so if you've changed something and you click that, that's what you'll be putting in your plan from now on for that particular item. How are we doing on time? Ooh, that was a quick hour. Um, see, we didn't come back to that, so we're going to have to get all that one out. Room size, reference room information like dimensions, perimeter, and volume from the room specification dialog. Um, yeah, so it's just informational. So when you click on a room and open it, uh, you're going to get more information here. Uh, where is that under general? So you get all this information now. So in a lot, some of this will show up on your, like uh, on your schedules, I think it is. You can get, some of this will scroll, show up on your schedules automatically, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we'll look at that a little closer. <clears throat> uh, picture. To a PDF layer, that's a simple one. When you drag a picture onto your screen or import a picture or a PDF, it will go to that specific layer in your plan. So Chief has added some new layers. Love that. Yeah, that was all my idea. I've been doing that for years. They probably stole my idea again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've always had layers for those items that when you bring them in, I'd put them on. I would always, yeah, I would just say JPG. Um, that's kind of weird. I opened one of their templates the other day and I, um, was adding a picture or something. Those client was using it and it had those layers in it already. Went, huh, that's interesting. So, but yeah, I you know the way I always think about layers is how will I remember what layer I put something on? And if I'm bringing a picture into my plan, put it on a picture layer or JPG layer. That's uh, always worked for me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, client viewer, what is that? I don't, I'm not aware of that one. What is it? I know they've always had the client viewer. Um, share the client viewer in your projects with peers. Now we got the share the 3D model. We got this. I wonder if this allows you to share your plan without actually giving them the plan. So I haven't, I know that's always been a concern for people is that I have to give the client my plan in order for them to look at it. So I'm actually giving my stuff to the client. Um, we'll have to look into that. I'm not sure what that one's all about. You guys heard of that one yet? Uh, no, I don't know anything about that one. Okay. Yeah. 
for the client viewer, you go on Chief's website and you download the, the software and then you could view your thing, but you couldn't do anything with it. You could look at you know, open cameras, things like that. Now it sounds like you'd be able to open plan views and all the other things. Um, we'll have to look at that. It sounds like you can share more stuff than you used to be able to just with your peers and your, your uh, subcontractors. Yeah. So instead of sending them a PDF of the plan, they can just go to the client viewer and see what they need to see. Yeah. All right. Um, toggle between flat and vaulted ceilings. That's just another button down here, I believe. That turns that off. Turn off ceiling right here. So they've just added a button down here that will toggle vaulted ceiling, flat ceiling. So if you're, it's the same thing as going in here and going to structure and turning this button on and off. That's I had a style palette to do that for me, so it took a step out of that for me. I'm All right. Real happy about that. Yeah. Anytime we reduce a step, we're happy. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got a couple more minutes to do. Running out of time, and you're like a third away through the list. Yeah. We might have a part three and four on this whole list here at some <laughs> point. Um, let's see. We'll skip past some of that. Automatically build trusses. That's a fun one. Uh, and I did notice that, so when, you, when you're putting, when you're doing your plan and you want to, uh, you're setting up your roof settings, all right? So you double click on the roof icon um, and you click, you know, if you auto rebuild roofs, but you have the option here to select trusses or rafters, all right? Now this is gonna be your default for all of the roof planes when you set this. Um, so you can do that and then you can set a heel height. This is huge. I mean, it takes all the guesswork out of setting a freaking heel height. Um, I used to have to go to a cross section and draw and draw a box, measure it, and then I knew knew what to where to put the uh, baseline of my roofs to get the right heel height. So now it's done. So that's a big deal. Um, plus, it actually produces a good heel on an energy heel truss. Yay! I'm really excited about that. Um, <laughs> so, so I've just put a roof on here now. Now everything in this roof will be trusses. Although I think I, let me delete the roof. So I do it over. So if I highlight the roof icon and, um, delete my roofs and then I'll rebuild my roofs. I had auto roofs turned off. So I'll just build roof planes. Now, when I, when I put, when I build the, uh, the, uh, roof framing, so when I build roof framing now, because I told those roofs to be trusses, guess what? All of my roof will be trusses. I'll just turn it on here. So everything will be trusses. And I'll quit it. There we go. So when I look at my framing, it's all trusses now. Done. I didn't have to do anything. That's a really nice, that's really nice. It's doing the hip set for my hips, doing the double, you know, the, the girder trusses. So it's doing a nice job. Uh, However, if, if you don't want trusses over part of your plan, what you have to do there is set those roof planes up independently. So you would go into your, your roofs, uh, go into those roof planes, open their dialogue, and turn it into rafters. Tell lo those roof planes to be rafters. So you can do that on individual roof planes. Um, it says here... Go ahead, John. Does it hold the Does it hold the heel height when you do that? Yeah. Okay. So the heel height on this is still going to be ten inches. So if if I don't want that, I'm I'm going to have to manually adjust those roof planes up or down. 
to select that because I can't tell chief over this room to don't do trusses in this room to do the don't do the heel height. It's going to do all or none of the heel heights. So I would have to lower this. So if I just locked my pitch and I lowered it, you know, five inches, I'd have to go figure that out. So I still have to do a little bit of manual work. And then when I reframe this, um, let's see if it'll do it. See how it switched it now to manual roof plans. So, so I can do that. So if I redid my truss, if I redid the roof framing again, so if I, let's go edit, delete, delete roof framing. And so we'll delete objects. We're going to delete all the framing, delete. And when I go rebuild my roof framing now, I hit automatically build roof framing. Or I'll just click build roof framing, not do automatic. So this will be hand framed and that will be trusses. So it, it will do them based on what you've spelled out for those particular roof planes. Go to the roof framing again. And there you go. So, so it does a nice job there. So this has come a long way. And you could do automatic four trusses as well. Maybe we'll talk, catch that one next time. Uh, all right. For for someone not versed in building, how do you know what heel size to use? You should you should use. I would call your local truss manufacturer. Most of us use uh, deferred submittals for trusses, so that's a pretty quick phone call for your yeah. county municipality. Just call up your trust manufacturer, say, hey, what's typical for our area for the type of building we're yeah. doing? Yep. A lot exactly. of that a lot of that comes from the energy code too. When you have to have a certain amount of insulation in the in the roof. Um, in Minnesota we call it an energy heel a lot of times. Yep. So <clears throat> all right. I think that's gonna do it for today. So those of you that are watching the show on Renee's channels, uh Renee's uh, uh which ones did you set up, Renee? Facebook. I and... just put it on one of them, uh, which was the Rabbit Design feed. So, and and it did it kind of late. Um, but yeah, that's the first time yeah. we've showcasing it. If you're, if you're seeing the recording there, come over to chiefexperts.com uh, and you can go to the designer show link and you can RSVP and get notified uh, each time we're going to do a show and you'll be notified with the topic and things like that. So, very simple, it's free. Uh, we love sharing this information with you. You can always come back to the, here. You can always go to the channels. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn on my channel. And Renee has Facebook and YouTube, and I don't know what else you have, but um, you can watch them there. Or you could come here and go to the blog, and we always post our recordings in the blog. So you can always watch them there, too. So this, we're, this was show number 98. Um, we've got Two more to go to we can reach on. I think we can even set this up on my YouTube as well. So the, um, our uh, streaming service just enabled this feature where we could do multi-user um, platform streaming. Yeah, so. so we can share other people's platforms. So yeah, you can do, our guests um, can do two. So and I've got three, four going right now. So kind of cool that we can share on all, all these different channels. All right, you guys got anything you want to add? Nope. <clears throat> you're good you're happy next time looking for a hybrid template huh yeah okay <laughs> um and uh just show one more thing uh mark your calendars so all right one week next year that's what i'm looking at right now you're gonna have to change your background why a nice house man it's got a horse <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually i will change this 
But uh, cool. Thanks, everybody. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, and we'll see you on what's the next show. Actually, we got three weeks off here. We don't show again till uh, April 7. So we always go the first and third um, Friday. Maybe we'll pop something in between here. Who knows? <clears throat> oh, nice. Yeah, we built out some roof schedules at the summit. That was a that was a cool thing. The summit was fun. Yeah, we had a great time. And I think we're all recovered now, except for Renee, who's gotten overloaded with too many requests. I'm so buried. <laughs> Stop calling me. <laughs> Stop calling me. <laughs> Renee, you got help here. Let us know if we can help you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys. Hey, Laura, sign me up. Reserve me a spot. We'll do. See you guys. Yeah, that's right. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And, Bye, everybody. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.